Hello, Internet. It's Tori. You're listening to the Cosmere Deep Dive Podcast. For updates on when episodes go live, follow us on Twitter and Facebook. To join the discussion, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash CosmereCast, where you'll find an invitation to our Discord server. Thank you for listening, and please enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to the Cosmere Deep Dive Podcast. I'm your host, Mike. Joining me this week are Craig. Hello. Dave. What's up? And Tori. Hello, Internet. And we start every week with Good Thing. Craig, what's good? Alright, guys. Uh, there is a game I've recently played through not too long ago. Uh, but it's an, it's an older game. Uh, I don't know, came out like five years ago or something like that. Something like that. It's a game series called Evoland. Uh, there's two games in that series and it's really good. It just recently came out for Switch, which is what prompted me to pick it up and play through it again. Um, it's, it's just a really neat game. The premise is that you evolve the gameplay as you play by picking up certain items or just unlocking certain things. And when I say gameplay, I'm talking about something as fundamental as what controls you can use, the graphical style versus 2D versus 3D or something like that, or, uh, random battles being a thing and that sort of thing. You just unlock it as you explore the world, which is pretty cool. That's the first game. The second game, does things differently and in my opinion it's a lot better than the first game um really really good series highly recommend it for people who are into uh just just some nostalgia some some good classic gaming um does some neat things it's on switch i think it was on sale on steam i don't think it'll be on sale once you guys actually hear this recording but you never know check it out so that was evoland on switch and a bunch of other stuff yeah, it's the legendary edition for games one and two combined. You can pick them up for one low price. Neat. Uh, Dave, what's your good thing this week? My good thing this week is a Flash game called Mosaic Box. It's like Music Box with an A, like or Mosaic Box with a U. It is awesome. It starts off as like a find the hidden item game, which is okay, but... Then when you get all of the pieces for the puzzle, you go into a music puzzle. And it reminded me of the Caveman Rock minigame from Time Warp of Dr. Brain, which is one of the best music puzzles I've ever played. And it's really great. You just get different components for classical music pieces. Like you'll find the brass section and you'll find the strings and whatnot. And then you have to lay them out on a board. Sometimes you have to kind of Tetris them in and... Yeah, you just make the music as you go. It's really cool. It's You can play it for free on Flash-based websites like Congregate, or the mobile version, I think, is on the Amazon store for a dollar, and that has an extra stage in it. So, take your pick. Really cool game. And the name of it one more time, please? Mosaic Box. Awesome. Uh, so, my good thing this week is not my kitten trying to steal the fuzzy bit at the end of my microphone, that's although that's good. happening. Mine is doing that right now, too. Uh, My actual good thing is a Let's Play uh, in the Something Awful forums that I'm scrolling back through our good things thing, trying to find my link to it. It'll be on E-Bombs World next week. There it is. (laughs) Okay, it's a Let's Play for a a ROM hack of uh, Final Fantasy Tactics called Celdia's Complete something. Hang on. Let me open it up. I'll look. A ROM hack of tactics. Yes. Interesting. Which I believe I've individually asked 
Craig and Dave if they have played Final Fantasy Tactics, and the answer is no. My answer is Final Fantasy Tactics Advance. Your answer was no. Uh, It's called Celdia's Complete Patch Second, because she did one before. But this I think a buddy of mine is bug testing it. Uh, there's a she's working on a new thing thanks to this let's play happening, and that's likely what's being play tested. Right. Is the let's play finished, or are they currently going through it right now? I have no idea. I haven't finished reading it yet. I'm only on like page 35 of 45 so oh, far. It's a blog let's play. Well, that's what they typically do. I have to say. There are some good Let's Plays out there, and I, I read my share on something awful and, and other similar sites. Um, they really get into it, and when it's a well-done Let's Play, it's a, it's fun to read. I remember um, I was I, able to experience games that way that I wouldn't normally have looked into because of things like that, so that's pretty cool. I remember a cool Let's Play blog of Ocarina of Time, and the person playing it had never played any video games other than WoW. So it was a oh. really, really new experience for this player. And it was a fun that's, read. That seems neat. Um, so the ROM hack is just like a complete mechanical overhaul. Um, brand new classes. Um, brand new like adjustments to mechanics. So things don't necessarily work the way you would expect them to if you're a veteran of the original game. And uh, she, unlike most ROM hacks to Final Fantasy Tactics, completely left the plot and the dialogue alone. Everybody still yeah. does the same stuff. They say the same stuff. The plot moves forward in the exact same way. So there's no like plot changes, but there are there are mechanical changes and new classes, and it's great. So it would be worth playing even not having played the original, and you'd get to experience the plot as it was originally written too. Yes, although I would recommend if if you have the opportunity, play the original first, and then and then try this. Uh, yeah, I guess I'll put Breath of the Wild on hold. Let me go play Final Fantasy Tactics. I'm going to have to find it again, but there was actually a really good Let's Play of Final Fantasy Tactics, I read, because I wanted to know more about the game, and I wasn't sure if I was ever going to get around to playing it. And it was really... Because they, they, they talked about the story, they presented it as much, and they sort of talked about a fast way to get through the game, because there's certain classes, uh, jobs... You just I need say, to play the game, that are completely broken. Awesome. Some jobs are just completely broken. And they're able to just steamroll the game, which is fine. And then I got to see the story. And yes, to first off, to Dave's point, I would be okay with you shelving Breath of the Wild to play Final Fantasy Tactics. To Tori's point, mm-hmm. yes, play Final Fantasy Tactics. Holy crap, it's amazing. It's awesome. And to my earlier point, Tactics Advance 1 as your only touchstone into Final Fantasy Tactics, you haven't. You just, You just haven't. I'm sorry. Yeah, no. Tactics Advance 2 is better, but it's still not quite the real thing. But Tactics Advance has pretty much my favorite video game soundtrack. It's I mean, a pretty good soundtrack. I don't think there is a Final Fantasy with bad music. Anywho, uh, Tori, what's your good thing this week? Okay, so this past week I had to go to a work lunch thingy at a breakfast bar. I didn't know breakfast bars were a thing, but anyway... Uh, I I tend to, when I go to a restaurant, I, I like to order the thing on the menu that I don't recognize. So I ordered this thing called a Hachapuri, which I am going to share the recipe with you now. So I, I have linked the recipe in our Good Things channel. This thing is Georgian cheese bread. Okay, so imagine a, a bread bowl 
and it's full mm. of smoked cheese fondue topped with a runny fried egg. And you can add bits of bacon or I had it with sausage. And this bread was, it was so fluffy. You could just rip the little crust off and then dip it in the runny egg and you would get some of that cheese in there. And the cheese was like, it was melty cheese, but it was kind of solid melty cheese like would be on a pizza. Like it wasn't running everywhere. So as you were ripping the crust off, the cheese kind of just stayed where it was and didn't run all over your plate. And so then once you had eaten all the way around the crust, you could just pick up what was left and fold it in half and eat it like a sandwich. And oh my gosh, it was so good, you guys. I need three of these. I want mine with bacon bit. It was so good. Oh my gosh. So yeah, that was my that was the goodest thing I had all week. How do I get this into me? Well, you can follow that very complicated recipe that I shared with you. I think I need someone else to make it. This yeah, this I'm, looks I'm way not, too good. Holy crap! I'm I'm not ever going to make it. I'll just go back to that breakfast bar. That's how they get. You. Well, they succeeded. All right, I'm gonna have to do some research on my own to find a restaurant around here that serves this because I need this in me. It was so good. All right, and the name of that dish one more time, Tori, please. Well, it starts with a K, but this blog here says it's pronounced Hachapuri. All right, and Dave. It's me. Uh, why don't you tell us about some chapters? Uh, what do you think? Chapters 31 through 33 of Warbreaker sound good? I guess we can accept that. Yeah, if we have to. I mean, did All you right. not read anything else? Uh, I did not read anything this you know, I bet Starsight's going to be out by the time this episode no, comes out. Guys. So, like, could you could you go into the future and read some of that? I pre-ordered it. It's going to come next week. The 26th, I think it comes out. Hmm, I should probably do that. I'm so excited. Comes out, wait, next week? Like, nine days? 26, so in nine days. What? I should probably... I still have to read Adrian Levy's or whatever. The Many Lives of Tom Leaves or something. Yeah, but that doesn't have anything to do with that series so Legion. i know but I, it's a book that i own that i haven't read yet chapter 31 oh you uh, you own Warbreaker. one book you haven't read <laughs> one brandon sanderson book i haven't read okay I think that's a little be better I, I bought that along with starbound and i read starcraft so i guess i don't <laughs> i don't know if it was the third one i bought with it i read the arithmetist chapter Star- 31 of warbreaker by brandon Why did sanderson wrote starcraft Chapter 31. Princess Vivenna takes it to the slums. Definitely family-friendly scene. Vivi wants to bring hope to the Idrians, but they just want to bring nope to the Halindrens. That's uh, Craig's wife's favorite song, by the way. Uh, Rira tries to sell off my girlfriend. The lifeless are here. Vivenna should have worn trousers. Claude to the rescue! Claude? Claude! Claude is clearly bleeding. And that's the end of chapter 31. Clearly bleeding. Ha, I got that ha, reference. Ha. <laughs> yep. So, Princess Vivenna is trying to instill hope in the Adrians, who all live in the slums of Halindrin. And they walk by several... Ladies of evenings, and they all wink at Dents and Tonkfa as they walk by. I don't know oh, if they're don't. Wow, that sounds expensive. But uh, <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> uh, 
They charge. Never mind. Uh, anyway, I wonder like if Denton and Tonkfa are customers of theirs, or if they're just trying to entice them. But anywho, the Idrians don't really care about their culture or returning to uh, Idris. Uh, they don't really want to go back up to the mountains. They just want to stick to the man here in Halandrin. And uh, so Vivi meets with some slumlords, just like Don Corneo from Final Fantasy VII. That's why I sang his song. So so what you're saying is Vivana was dressed up like a girl with a fake wig. Well, she wasn't wearing pants. That's true. No one should have to wear pants. She was wearing a dress instead of pants. And Even... and Claude was cross-dressing, right? No, wait. No, <laughs> that's <no>. Claude. <laughs> Claude. Claude was cross <laughs> But does Claude have a Coloss blade? You know what? He probably does. I could see him holding one. Maybe he have a hammer or an axe or something. I think he has something. Or maybe I'm thinking of Tonkfa's, like, glove. All right, so uh, one of the slumlords, Rira, uh, is like, oh, you have an unwed sister, right? Maybe we can sell her off to something. And I'm like, nah, don't you go selling Fafin. It's my girl. And then the lifeless are here. A city guard shows up, and chaos ensues, and Vivenna was too uh, modest to wear pants. I mean, she wore a dress instead of pants uh, because it wouldn't have been ladylike, and she ends up ripping her dress off because it gets all stuck in the thicket or whatever. And she's like, oh, should have worn pants. And then uh, Claude shows up, and Claude fights off five dudes, uh, being one dude, so he's pretty good, but he's he's bleeding a lot, but the blood isn't blood. It's some kind of clear liquid, which uh, later later in this week's chapters, you learn is Iker alcohol. And that's the end of chapter 31 for reals. So I have something uh, to discuss about about this this set, okay, and what the Idrians are going through. Because they, they have an interesting perspective. They live in Halandran. So their their culture, their, uh, I guess, ethnicity stems from the Idrians. So they call themselves Idrians, but they don't act what the Vena would see as Adrians. They don't they might practice Austrianism however you say that but I think you actually different. did pronounce it correctly. Yeah, it's, I'll give it to him. It's different compared to what she's used to. Um I, I, I like to think that they have, you know, their culture and they just change it slightly to fit their the current situation and and uh it's just this is sort of the thing that Vivenna has to be exposed to in the face because she still has certain uh, expectations mm-hmm. and um, assumptions. She has certain assumptions, and I, I think this is—we're starting to see that she really needs to start to get over these things. Yeah, but I, I did think it's interesting how the Idrians are presented here. I, I really like how they're a different people compared to the Idrians that Vivenna is used to. It's—it's it's this sort of rich world that uh, Brandon Sanderson creates. That I sure. like. It's a nice touch of detail here. Moving on. Chapter 32. Susebrin leaves the toilet seat up. Siri needs to do something. What color is Siri's hair when they cut it off? Siri has something to tell Bluefingers, but she doesn't know what it is yet. Uh, <laughs> we'll, take a, we'll take a break here in the midpoint of chapter 32. So uh, we have Siri waking up in the bedchamber, and she every time she wakes up, she finds that Susebrin has left the toilet seat up. Just just that. He's yeah. still there. He just leaves the toilet seat up. 
Oh, he also has left the toilet seat up. The toilet seat. But he's also left the toilet seat up. That's correct. All right, let's move on. I don't want to be in an endless loop. So Siri needs to do something. She doesn't know what it is yet, but she needs to do it. Use the toilet. Put the toilet seat down so she can use the toilet. (laughs) (laughs) And, yeah. And I also was just curious. She was talking about how the servants were trimming her hair and keeping, you know, keeping care of her. And I was wondering, what color is her hair when they cut it off? Is it some default color or is it just whatever color it happened to be when they cut it off? So my belief is that when her hair is cut, it just stays whatever color it currently is. Because I don't. I think the color changing hair property that she has, it, it just fun. It just changes the hair itself. And, and hair, of course, is already dead. So once you cut it, it doesn't really change anything. So I don't think she's, she's warping light. She's just her hair. She's just changing the color of her hair. Right. It's like some kind of dye comes out from her brain. Yes. I concur with Craig. Huzzah. I'm right. We can ask Brandon next time we see him. I have a much more important question to ask him, and I think you know what it is. Or is it about um, Malatium? Nope. You gotta be doing secrets. That has something to do with a squirrel. Is it, will you listen to our podcast? It's about Aloysius. It's, what's a half beard? (laughs) (laughs) I explained to you, that's a five o'clock shadow. What's a half beard? Hold on, I need to look this up. I looked it up on Google forever ago when we were first talking about it for Mistborn, and all I found was men with literally half of their faces shaved, as in, like, vertically. So, like, the right half is shaved, the left half is beard. Now, I've heard in at least two contexts outside of uh, Mistborn, one of them was actually The Office, the the American version of the TV show, where they used the term half-beard to refer to a five o'clock shadow. I'm pretty sure we've had this discussion before. Uh, also, um, according to Urban Dictionary, half beard is facial hair that is about half the length required to be a full beard. Hey, I was just about to read that. You were about to read from Urban Dictionary? Yep. It's the first thing that popped up. Uh, well, I'm pretty sure he means it to be like a goatee, but Actually, I also want this. to imagine Doxon as just having the right half of his face shaved. I found another post. I'm going to post it in our Discord. That mental image just makes me happy, so I'm going to stick with it. Anywho, onward. What the heck is this? It's a half beard. Anywho, onward. Oh my gosh, there's a YouTube channel called Half Beard, and the guy in it looks like Craig, but with a half beard. If I say onward again, is it actually going to do anything this time? Onward! And I just got to post this real quick. Look at all this stuff that future Mike is totally going to clean up. I don't think I'm going to. It's totally Craig with a half beard. That is a little weird. <laughs> is it weird that it looks like Craig? Like, if he had the full beard, I could totally just use it as my avatar. You pro- you probably could. Just draw it in. <laughs> Harry Potter and the Half-Bearded Prince. Alright, so we determined everything about hair color and half-beards. So, <laughs> uh, Siri has to find Bluefingers, but Bluefingers has been avoiding her. Uh, and she has to tell him something, so she gets... One of one of the people of Bluefingers religion wearing the brown garb and she's like, Okay, Bluefingers, I need to tell him something, but she hasn't figured out what it is yet. Scene break. Gin Monkey. Light Song has a lot or Light Song talks a lot but says very little. Just like mm-hmm. the line in that Simon and Garfunkel song. Mrs. Robinson, I think it's called. You know, people talking without speaking. Yep. 
if I were more familiar with Simon and Garfunkel, I bet that would have been a really funny reference. I got that reference. <laughs> the joke is that it's from Sound of Silence and not Mrs. Robinson. Mike. See, if I were more familiar with Simon and Garfunkel, <laughs> I bet that would have been a just a That's really like, killer reference. Those are the two most popular songs by Simon and Garfunkel. I know, well, and I I've heard them, I just don't know them that well. Yeah. The best of Simon and Garfunkel is one of, like, three albums that I'll listen to all the way through without skipping any tracks. The best of Simon and Garfunkel is Paul Simon. That's a matter of some debate. Oh, we have a Garfunkel in our uh, podcast. I don't think he's any good on his own either. I like them both together. <laughs> okay. So, does Siri want to be surprised by Light Song? It's the guy! Boy, you better clean up all that glitter. The guy. It was Woody Harrelson, you guys. He made it to the book. Woody Harrelson. Uh, all right. So, Gin Monkey. No idea what that means. Um, Light Song talks a lot, but says very little. So, he's, yeah, Siri and Light Song having a good old conversation. And Light Song's like, Siri, print for my liege. I have a surprise for you. And she's like, I want a surprise from Light Song. But he went and hired the storyteller. And guess who the storyteller is? I don't know. Who could it be? Woody Harrelson. So that that's what he's up to now. Yep. Okay. It's uh, it's Hoyd, the recurring character of the Cosmereverse, and here he appears as a So, so hold on. Here's a question. We talked about this before with you, this character, because we felt the need to bring you into awareness. Do you think you would have picked up? Like, does his name... I, I guess it's... You can't really ask because we actually talked about it, but do you think you would have noticed that this is the same guy from Mistborn. I it's likely enough I would have recognized the name, but I would have assumed it was just a different guy with the same name. Like, oh, this is just one of Brandon's friends and he he throws his name in all his books. Or I would right. have just said like that name seems familiar. Where the heck is that name from? Okay. And then I would have looked it up, but I wouldn't have looked it up because I'm doing a podcast. That's right. And I love to look up anything. At least I mean, until you catch up to us. That's basically the series of events that the rest of us went through. Let's look it up what I'm doing on a podcast. That exactly, <laughs> yes. Huh. I know, you'd think it'd be a little more rare, but no. It, we all we all had a podcast and couldn't look things up because of it. So, uh, anyway, Hoyd is the storyteller, and man, if I had to clean up after this guy, I would be so mad. Like, if he's going to be throwing glitter all over my portico, like, he better leave me a good tip. Just leaves and sand and glitter and oh my dirt gosh. and crap everywhere. Everywhere, dude. Just leaves a trail wherever he goes. <laughs> but storytelling. Ugh, but glitter. Why ugh, Why does glitter have to he exist? He doesn't just do glitter. He does, like, leaves or something like that. But there, so why does he need glitter if he has the other stuff? Like, why, and sand. Why does glitter have to exist in this world? This is supposed to be my fantasy getaway. And they put glitter <laughs> in it. No, no, it actually makes sense for glare to exist. On it does. World. It makes sense for them to have it in Hellendron, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, but like also, colorful world. Mm-hmm. Hoyt is transcendent. He, he might have gotten it. He might have gotten it from the Ash Mounts or something. I wonder if he actually has, like, ash from the Ash Mounts of Scadrial. What if it's magic glitter? <laughs> All glitter is glitter. magic glitter. All glitter no. is... No, Tori. All, All, All glitter, glitter is dark magic. magic. Right, because it can teleport. It ends up in places <laughs> that, like, it should. It, it should be impossible for it to get there, but it does. Wait, wait. It can go invisible. Are you saying glitter is invested? 
Yes, that's exactly what we're saying. You heard it here first on the Cosmere Deep Dive podcast. Glitter is invested. I'm on Dave's side on the glitter fight here. I some days come home from work, especially during prom season, uh, looking like I murdered just a whole club's worth of strippers. I thought you were going to say unicorns, but okay. Four clubs. Just covered in glitter. It's it's the worst. Yeah, I work with children, so... Do they have... Do they use glitter in that profession, Mike? I wouldn't know, but that sounds awful. I mean, my interaction with it is is packing prom dresses. I gotcha. Oh, yeah, I used to work at a pack and ship center as well, and especially, like, around Christmas time when people are sending cards with glitter on them. Oh, jeez, the Ulrich. Oh, All right, let's move on. I think I might hate glitter more than I hate Zane. Can you hear me? Like wow. when I when I say let's move on, do you hear me or or you what's up? Bring back Zane now. Chapter thirty three. No, what? we're not done thirty two. Oh, you haven't talked about no, the so story. He talks about a story, but I couldn't. I was too distracted by glitter getting everywhere. So, what did we learn from the story? Uh, we learned that Siri didn't want to ask the important questions. Uh, we learned that there were, what, three or four god kings, and they each reigned, like, 50 years. Yep, yep. And then they had one son, and then, um, gave up their breath to save, like, heroically. But the story goes that they gave up their breath heroically to, uh, wipe out a disease or, or cure a mass of people or something like that. Okay. So some... Some things I like when, when Hoyt is telling a story or uh, Siri asking the questions, she also has her own, you know, assumptions just from where she grew up, the Idrian sensibilities. And she'll ask a question that sounds sort of naive from someone outside that culture. And he's like, yeah, sure. That's totally what it is. And, and Lightsell's like, he's lying. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, but I believe this is the first time that Hoyt plays a major part. Major-ish, I guess, part in one of the series. I don't. Did he even have any lines in any other books up to this point? Yes, he did. But in this is the, the first most Mistborn, time. he was an informant who uh, told Kelsey a bunch of stuff. So is he always like? Is he just a bard? He's like actually a bard. He knows stuff and he goes around bard acknowledging on people. If I had to the- give Hoyd a class, I would definitely give him a bard. That hmm. is a safe assumption for you to make with the information that you have. Interesting. I don't have anything else on chapter 32. <laughs> I like that post story. Yes, that is wonderful. Uh, would you like to read it for us so that the people listening can tell what you posted? Sure. So this is from uh, the guy on Twitter, uh, Exploding Unicorn. How to clean up glitter. One, burn down your house. Two, move. Three, the glitter followed you. There is no escape. No. But accurate. It is. Onward. Chapter 33. Claude needs an oil change. Howl of the sun. If an undead monstrosity could be a hero, then a pious princess could blaspheme. Is Jules all right? Some dude probably Vosher chokes princess. <laughs> some um, dude. Yeah, some dude chokes a princess at the end also, of Also, I think Jules is half left. Half life? Half left. Half left? Just, just go. Just half go. Left. So anyway, I don't know Claude... what you were trying to say, Craig. <laughs> she's not all right. She's half left. 
Okay. I'm going to leave that in as a punishment <laughs> to you. Finally, someone else gets punished around here. <laughs> All right. So Clyde is pretty beat up from protecting Vivenna. Uh, he needs to be sewn up, patched up. They're pretty durable, but they don't really heal on themselves. Uh, however, they're at some point in history, there was a discovery that you could fuel them with ichor alcohol, and that somehow kept them from needing as many breaths to stay alive or something. I don't know. And we hear this mysterious phrase, Howl of the Sun, which is presumably his activation phrase, Claude's activation phrase. And Vivenna decides that she will learn how to use her breaths and how to awaken. And Denth apparently is going to teach her. And so, you know, she says, if an undead monstrosity can be a hero, then how come I can't be a pious princess and blaspheme and learn how to use my breaths? And then uh, the crew arrives, or the rest of the crew arrives back at the safe house, and Parlin shows up and he says, is Jules all right? <laughs> uh, not very concerned about Vivenna, apparently, even though they're childhood friends and... He supposedly has a lifelong crush on her, but doesn't really, he doesn't really have the affection toward Vivenna that she always assumed. He was just kind of going along with what their parents wanted, but he was kind of fatalistic about it, knowing that Vivenna was supposed to marry the Lord Ruler, King God. And yeah, so he kind of is over her. And I mean, it is, seeing... he does seem to be taking a liking to Jules. Yeah, we are seeing... Uh, the assumptions that Vivenna has in life being shattered constantly in her chapter. Like, every yeah. chapter there's something new. Here, it's like, Harlan doesn't love you like you thought, that you're willing to use these breaths to save your life, rather than she thought she would just die rather than use them. And well, that's and, and that the people of Idris don't really want to be returned to their homeland. Nah, they just want representation in government. And tea. <laughs> yes, and tea. Alright, so, I guess Princess Vivenna, or some princess was going, she was by some window, and some dude jumps up on a window and chokes her, I think. That was, like, the last thing that happened in Chapter 33. And we don't know who it was. It was some mysterious character that we know nothing about and we'll never learn about in the future. And that's the end of this week's chapters. Yay. Castless. Yay. Yes. Castless. Castless. Well, wait, do we have any questions for Dave before we move on? No. Castless. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How do you I do have it? a question for Dave. Hey, Dave, who'd you choose yeah. for your cast list? Um, do you want me to start off? Go down yeah, my how, list. How do, how do we want to do this? Uh, I mean, yeah. Since I've got some pretty significant holes in my list, why don't we? Why don't we go ahead and let Dave do his, and I've we'll, got we'll like do it that 20, way. Twenty, though. I I like when we do one character at a time and we all share. Well, okay. yeah, yeah. Still, we still do that. Character. Just instead of me doing mine, yeah, yeah. we'll have okay. Dave do his. All right. For Siri, I wrote down Elle Fanning, or Ellie Fanning, however you say her name. Dakota Fanning's little sister. Yeah. I have nothing, because I'm bad at this. So, I have a few names. I put Disney's Belle from Beauty and the Beast. She's a fictional character. I only guess one fictional character in this That whole... doesn't matter. It's fair game. Um, We're we allowed. Can, we can also do... <laughs> Haley Steinfeld, she's in Ender's Game and Pitch Perfect. Is she Petra? Uh, yes. Yeah. She okay. was also We're in the now. remake of True Grit that the Coen brothers did that was yes. freaking yeah. amazing. Speaking of Jeff Bridges. Well, hold on. We're not there yet. Tori needs to <laughs> you, give you cast her. Siri for Jeff Bridges? 
<laughs> yeah. I also I mean, play. No, he could do it. Like He's got range. No, I cast Siri to play Jeff Bridges in real life. So for my Siri, I picked Chloe Grace Moritz. All of Wait, these are female actors. I don't really have yes. a feel for the for the that, role. That is the thing that they are. Okay, that's fair. That's a that's a good option, I think. Okay, I'm in. Next. All right. Yeah. Who you got next, Dave? Uh, Dave. Dave, you're muted. I've got Sue Severin, and I cast Christian Bale. <laughs> okay. I have a Sue Severin. Uh, yeah. I went with John Cena. Yep. Because he's like huge, that. and he wouldn't have to talk. Yep. I don't know. John Cena, just, he doesn't look good to me. I I picture Sue Severin to be someone who is a pretty man. Yeah, I picked, I picked Army Hammer. The guy that makes the baking soda? Uh, no. The That's guy that I cast as the Lord yeah, Ruler? Oh, he's the guy in, uh, the, well, you know what? This is funny. This is funny, Tori. Uh, he was in the, the Man from Uncle. Yes. I cast for Sousa Braun, Brandon Ruth, who's also in Man from Uncle. That's I not bad. I that. I mean, a little more notably, he was a Superman. He was the Superman. And he's also in Scott Pilgrim. He indeed was. I feel like he could do it. He's got muscles, but he, he looks good. And he doesn't know that chicken isn't vegan. <laughs> uh, I know that guy. See, it's Scott actually Ingram. his role in Scott Pilgrim that I'm like, he can be a little naive, and that's totally too strong. All of these are pretty good. So what we need to do is put all four of these guys in a blender, and then whatever comes out <laughs> plays two separate. <laughs> yep. All right. Who's up next? Oh, man. Blue fingers. All right. I want you guys to go first, though, because mine's going to be the best. Okay. Uh, I went with Ray Wise. Uh, Ray Wise, who, let's see, who was the devil in Reaper. He was in Twin Peaks. He was in he's an older Psych actor. a couple of times. Um, he's yeah, done. I can totally see it. I can see this. He's done a couple of uh, soap operas that I'm aware of. Okay. But yeah, check him out. He's He's been in a bunch of stuff, and he's an amazing actor. My Blue Fingers is Jason Schwartzman. Schwartzman. Who's also in Scott Pilgrim and a bunch of other weird indie flicks and stuff like that. I went with Robert De Niro. Wow. De Niro's huh. good. And he'd do it because he'll say yes to anything these days. Dude has no like sense of like what's a good script. I mean, he's he's no Nick Cage, but... It's actually a funny thing. I thought about... Um, putting Robert De Niro in as something because he was in a movie with the person I cast as Vivena. You can probably figure out who that is, but uh, <laughs> anyways, for Blue Fingers, I've got Danny DeVito. <laughs> also very good. Of course good. you do. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine him be like, whoa, 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 I'm too busy, princess or queen. <laughs> no, that's that's really good. I would totally watch that. Uh, okay. All right, Dave, who you got next? All right, Trelides, that is the high priest of Susebrin, and I've got Patrick Stewart. Yeah. All right. Ooh, I like that. So good. Uh, I have Lucky Gates, who you may know from Good Eats or voicing Krieger on Archer. He's, uh, those are the two things that I know he's done. He looks like a cartoon character. I like Mark Strong. I also like Mark Strong. Because he can play somebody with a stick up his butt. <laughs> oh, you mean for the role. Okay. I mean, I, I like Mark I Strong. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, 
real quick, going back, uh, you fear in our chat has cast Blue Fingers as Jesse Eisenberg. He's a little young. But he's mean, pretty stuck up. Bad makeup. I mean, Craig picked Jason Schwartzman. Uh, yeah. But that's the thing. He's middle aged. That's why I feel like I could get. I guess age. I'm not. Jesse Eisenberg isn't young. He just looks like he's twelve. He does. He does look younger. That's okay. We can age. If we, can I, I thought about casting prime, him. If we could take actors in their prime, we can also age up actors too. I'll allow it. I mean, we can right. do that with you know makeup. Moving on. Oh uh, well, let's not move on yet. You didn't tell us didn't who guess, your trilogies was. I couldn't figure out a good one, so okay. no trilogies. Then let's actually move on, Dave. All right, light song. Here we go. We're getting to the good ones. Uh, oh man, this one's so good. I, just, I feel like this is the most obvious pick ever, but I had to go with it. Uh, Sam Claflin, who you may know as Finnick O'Dare from the Hunger Games movies. Uh, how do you spell it? Oh, okay, I got it. I do I like that. I I had already cast him in one of the I think the Mistborn roles, but I think he did too. Okay. He needs to be like two feet taller. I have to look this up. Hang on. Okay, so my pick. At so he's probably... like this really handsome, smug guy. Yeah. yeah, that's actually pretty good, though. I think that's a pretty good choice. What were you saying, Tori? Uh, so I'm not sure he's completely right for the role, but I'm gonna need a really buff John Krasinski to be Light Song because let's face it, wow. Light Song is the god version of Jim <laughs> Halpert. Like, he is. <laughs> Yo, you know what though, John Krasinski. He, He's got some muscles, though. Oh, if you ever know it. Yeah, he really does. Now that yeah. I'm seeing, like, more recent pictures of him, and he's got, like, a little bit of gray in his beard, like, he doesn't look like a college student anymore. <laughs> like, yeah. But that's the thing. John, uh, Light Song's supposed to look like a, True. a college kid. Um, So I have a few. I mean, I think that would be great. That's <laughs> okay. So I got a few choices for you guys. Uh, Channing Tatum. I am entirely like on board it, with Channing like Tatum playing anyone. Okay. Uh, I think he's my... Well, I don't know if he's my person. Oscar Isaac, he's the dude in the new Star Wars film. He's the, the pilot. Poe Dameron, hero of the Resistance. Yep. And Chris Pratt, which I yes. think is an obvious choice. Yes, of course. Uh, I went with a different Chris, uh, but a very similar Chris, that being the Hemsworth. Is right, Chris right. Pratt a guy from uh, Parks and Rec? The ninja yes. guy? Chris yeah. Pratt is Parks and Rec and Star-Lord from Guardians of the Galaxy. Chris Hemsworth is Thor. Yeah, Chris right. Hemsworth, he could be one of the other return, totally. And that's the thing. Any of these, like Channing Tatum, totally can be another return. He doesn't have to be like Saul. No, because they're all Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> except the one. Except for the the one that I have cast. Except for Ryan. Light Song and um, Sue Severin. And so here's the thing. I cast Ryan Reynolds. Or different, I cast him as a different character. We'll have to wait and see who I cast them as. Hope Finder. That's it. Hope Finder is the younger looking one, so he can be different. All right, onward. Oh man, Larimar, also known as Scoot. We got Dan Aykroyd. I hmm. can definitely do you one better than that. I've got Paul Giamatti. <laughs> okay. Nope. Nope. I got I like we're, all, we're all thinking like dry, snarky comedians. I got Stanley Tucci. Oh, I love Stanley Tucci. I love him in everything. He's so good. But for Scoot, I cast Toby Jones. I don't know who that is. Uh, he was, oh, he's that guy. Yeah, he, he oh, was okay. Dr. Zolar in the uh, Marvel movies. He's in like everything. 
He's a, this is like a guy He's that's lots like of legit in everything. Oh, I know who he is. Okay. He was phenomenal in The Mist. Oh, yeah, he was in that. He's a good actor. He he plays a lot of side characters. All right, who's next, Dave? Who's next? Blush Weaver. And playing Blush Weaver, we have Selma Hayek. That's okay. very good. Absolutely. I don't have a Blush Weaver. Uh, I got a couple. I feel like Angelina Jolie is the obvious choice. Or you could do Sophia. Or you could do someone prettier. Sophia Vergara. Oh, Sophia Vergara. Okay, I'm talking about Angelina Jolie in like her prime, clearly. But actually, I, I think I like Selma Hayek better than Angelina Jolie, but I think Sophia Vergara would work. She's like in uh, that uh, Modern Family. Wait show. a minute. There's some recurring theme with all of these choices for Blush Weaver, some physical attribute that's <laughs> a common thread. I can't quite put my finger on them. <laughs> uh, uh, Tori? I cast Emma Stone because she's uppity. Okay. All right. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't have anybody. I'm sorry. I failed you. I feel like we want Emma Stone's personality in a different body shape. Yeah. And that's Blush Weaver. So Emma Stone voicing Jessica Rabbit. Yes. Yes. Clearly. <laughs> All right. It's I have awesome. a. I have a Blush Weaver now. <laughs> Is it Jessica it, Rabbit? It's Emma Stone voicing Jessica Rabbit. <laughs> Man, you figured it out. All right, Dave, who's next? All right, next I have Vivenna, and you'll never guess who I cast as Vivenna. Was it the same person I cast, which was no one because I'm bad? No, I'll give you a hint. They're sisters. They're not just sisters in the movie. They're sisters in real life. Dakota Fanning? Dakota Fanning. (laughs) Uh, So my Vivenna is Brie Larson. I know that. Her. She's in. You should know that. Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. She's I feel like she in, gets cast in every book. She's in Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, probably. Wait, who is she in Scott Pilgrim? Envy. Yeah, Envy Adams. Oh wow. We she, don't say the e word in this household. <laughs> <laughs> she's a lot better looking when she got a little bit older. I'm not gonna you lie. Fear doesn't like Brie Larson. What? I think he's actually talking about the cheese now. Oh, <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Uh, I cast Sophie Turner, who was Sansa in Game of Thrones. Okay. Santa Claus was in Game of Thrones. She's also Jean Grey in the newer X Men's. Eh. You know, we could actually pick the uh, Arya and um, Sansa as our Vivenna and Siri. Game of Thrones, Arya and San Samson Santa. Santa, yeah. S-A-N-S-A. Like, they, they would both work as well, I think. Maybe. I don't know. Oh. Eh, maybe not. Maybe not, Arya. Anyway, moving on. All right, Parlin. <laughs> uh, I took a little bit of a lighter approach with a lot of the characters. I think this movie could be, like, kind of like a part comedy. Yeah, this. Like, I think it's a little funnier than, like, Mistborn was. This should definitely at least be about half comedy. Okay, so as part of the half comedy, uh, my choice for Parlin is Jack McBrayer. And who is that? He's the he was like the the clerk guy from Thirty Rock and did the voice of Fix It Feel It. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so good. I could see him as Parlin. Yeah, that's very good. And I don't have a Parlin. I don't have a Parlin. Uh, I have a Parlin. I picked. Evan Peters, who is Quicksilver in the X-Men movies. He's also very good. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Uh, yeah, he was kind of... 
A Quicksilver wasn't like a doofus, though. I feel like I like having the doofus <laughs> part. Fel Knight has Vigo Mortensen as Parlin. That's uh, a heavy From hitter the there. Yeah, Ghostbusters too. Because he was the ranger. <laughs> oh, it's that guy. Wow, he's like way too good looking to be Parlin. But he is I'm not sure that you have he's a good not... handle on what good looking dudes are. <laughs> well, he's better looking than Jack McBrayer. Um, in Lord of the Rings? Yeah, he was pretty good looking. But you also talk crap about John Cena not being good looking. Like, what's, not, what's your... I didn't. No, that was me. Oh, you're, you two are the same person. Are we ready for the Denton Tonkfa? Yes, yeah, we are. Alright, I cast Denton Tonkfa together. Oh, man. Oh, man, this might be like my crowning achievement of this cast list, so I'm going to go last here. Alright, uh, I have a Denth, but no Tonkfa. My Denth yeah. is Nathan Fillion. Okay. I really like that. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, so I, I view Denth as kind of self-loathing, so I cast Robert Pattinson. That's, uh, yeah. He looks like a, one of them vampire kids. Yep. I haven't he seen him actually be charismatic in a role yet, so I'm not sure he could pull it off. Cedric Diggory, he has a bit of... He was not charismatic as Cedric Diggory, he was a That's face in as Cedric Diggory. Dang. Wait, See, I, I was focusing more on the... I was focusing more on the... You know what everyone hates about mercenaries? You know, like, he just... But he does it in a humorous way, not in, like, a... a yeah, he does, I want to punch but... him in the face way. All right, guys. You want charisma? My yes. dent is Ryan Reynolds. You Mostly... Can't... What? <laughs> yes? No? Is this a spoiler cast? No, how? Because Ryan, Ryan Reynolds... Reynolds is the return. I didn't cast Ryan Reynolds as a return. We all agreed to it. Okay, I did not agree to that. Mostly... I feel like he could really be a good Denth because of Deadpool. Like, honestly, it's it's basically Deadpool I want to cast as Denth. I see it. That is why. Nothing to do with the time. Okay. So, uh, my Denth and Tong Fa are Jason Mewes and Kevin Smith. In what order? <laughs> Denth is Jason Mewes and Tong Fa is Kevin Smith, obviously. <laughs> I would actually swap those and I'd be more on board. <laughs> I think if you took Kevin Smith's personality, but like, cause he's the fat one, so that's why I have him as um, Tonkfa. Yeah, he is not the fat one anymore, man. He lost a is bunch he? of weight. Oh, yeah. All right, let's switch him then. I haven't seen a really a recent picture of uh, them together. Which is not to say that Jason Mewes has gained weight because I saw they have a new uh, movie coming out, and I did see a preview for it like last week, but I wasn't. I did notice that Kevin Smith isn't like fat anymore, but Jason Mewes isn't fat either. Yeah, like, go ahead, Tori. Oh, I was going to tell you my tonk fa. You guys keep talking. Okay. Uh, yeah, so Jason Mewes didn't get fat, but Kevin Smith lost a ton of weight. He's he super skinny now. And let's not conflate the actor with the character. Uh, Kevin Smith is a talkative fellow. Right. He is not silent. <laughs> uh, I did Tori. have um, an alternate pairing for Denton Tonk Fa in. I really liked um I really liked the idea of putting John Jafari as Tonkfa, or as you might know him, John Tron from the John internet. Tron. And he has a pet bird who's still alive. We were actually talking about is is Jacques still alive? And then like 
less than a week later, he put out a video explaining that Jacques was still alive. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Um, but does yeah, mean, does that mean Aaron is dead? And yeah, Aaron Hansen is dead. Mm. All right, Tori. Uh, so I wanted someone big and scary looking, but maybe not scary looking. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. All right. Don't know uh, who that is. You don't know who that is? Okay. He was dad from Supernatural. He was, he the, was comedian the comedian in Watchmen. I, I, know, I, I looked him up. I know he is. I, I've seen him before. Okay. I think that's a pretty good choice for, for Tonk Pop. Okay. All right. Who's next, Dave? Okay. The next guy that we have is Jules. That's not a guy. I wasn't looking at the list. So I was just padding for time. The next character I have is Jules. And as Jules, I cast Jane Lynch. All right. Uh, I went with Sigourney Wait, Weaver. they already paired up Jack McBrayer and Jane Lynch in that cartoon. I didn't even think about that. That's hilarious. They did. <laughs> uh, so I went with Sigourney Weaver. A, I think she'd do an excellent job, especially if we go with a younger Sigourney Weaver. And B, there is no Dana, only Jules. See, I, she has <laughs> sass. She has some sass. I could see that. My Jules is Mae Whitman. She's in Scott Pilgrim. She's the the female ex. You just want to make this movie Scott Pilgrim to Scott Shut Pilgrimer. Up. So who's Anna <laughs> Kendrick? Did you just watch playing? this recently or something? That's true. I actually did look at Anna Kendrick. I'm like, can I cast? <laughs> um, it's just I I choose one character. I'm like, wait, oh, they would fit as well. But I think Mae Whitman could do it. She's also the voice of um, crap. Katara. What's her name in Avatar? Katara. Yeah. Katara. Katara. Ong. So you mean Soka's sister? Yep. Yeah. Soka. Uh, my Jules is Ruby Rose, because she looks angry all the time. <laughs> all right, I can get down with that. <laughs> yes. Uh, Fel Knight has a Jules for us of Sarah Silverman. Okay. okay. Also from Wreck-It Ralph. <laughs> yep. So between Craig and Dave, we're going to make Scott Pilgrim to Wreck-It Ralph 3. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Warbreaker by... New York Times bestselling author Brandon Sanderson. <laughs> I hope it'll I sell a billion. Take a note. Some good choices here. All right. All right. Next, uh, next, I cast Claude, and I cast Michael Clark Duncan. Rest in peace. Oh wait, is he dead? Yeah, yeah. man. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, he was in mm. Armageddon. He was John Coffey in The Green Mile. One of his last roles, and the reason that the show was canceled, and a, it's a show that I really, really enjoyed, it was called The Finder. It was a spinoff of Bones, and it was great, and I'll miss him. Ah, I feel bad now. I'm sorry, guys. That's and sad. I don't have a clock. I'm sorry. I also don't have a clock. I cast Sam Worthington. I definitely know that name. Who is he? Hi. Um, okay. He's the guy from Avatar. Jake Sully and Oh, uh, yeah, Avatar. that guy. He was also in the That's least bad of the bad Terminators. Yes, he was. All right. Yeah. I can see it. I can see it. He was really big for a while, and then he just sort of disappeared. It happens. All right. Are we ready for Lemmix? Yes. You already know who I cast as Lemmix. Do I? I bet Tori can guess. That's I know right. who your King Deedolin is. That's it. That's right. Jeff Bridges. Okay. <laughs> Yo, I like it. Yeah, I don't I'm have a let that. Yeah, gonna let that one go. He kind of just like showed up and died. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did not cast him either. Oh wait, what? he just showed up and died. We should have cast Sean Bean. 
No, that's an overplayed trope. Although it's it's funny, I bet Dave has also cast Fafin. I have cast Fafin. All right. Who Why is that funny? Say that I, five times quickly. Because she popped up for one scene so far, and you already cast her. Yeah. Uh, All right. Is it a Fanning sister? It's not. It's actually Miranda Cosgrove. Who's that? She was the little girl from School of Rock, and she was the little sister from Drake and Josh, and she was the little sister from iCarly. Okay. But now she's like. 25 or something. I don't know. She is 10 years younger than me. <laughs> I don't actually know how old she is. She's in Despicable Me. Oh. oh yeah, she was the oldest sister in the oldest Despicable Me, I think. Sister, yeah. Yeah, yeah right. Okay. I can see that. You gotta shave off her hair, though. All right. Honestly, I feel like she would deserve a... She, like, she's a big enough name and a good enough actress that she deserves a bigger role. But, but Fafin's gonna come back in and be the best character in the book, guys. And she would, Miranda Cosgrove would still be beautiful, even if she shaved her head. All right. Uh, okay. Vosher. Carrie always. Oh, I can definitely do you one better there. Really? I can. Uh, a better fit, not a better actor. Carrie always is amazing. Yeah. Uh, I've got Michael Shanks, who you may know as um, that one guy from that one show that I'm blanking on. Stargate SG-1. Uh, hang on. Let me... Pull up the character's name. Blah, blah, blah. I'm good at this. Ah, uh, where are you? Dr. Daniel Jackson. Okay. So my Vasher is Sean Bean. Get wrecked! <laughs> my Look. Vasher. Oh, what? I was going to say, if, if I'm going to cast Sean Bean me. as anyone, I think Vasher is the best that we've had so far. Go ahead, Tori. <laughs> my Vasher. And I just want to point out that I made this list before... Disney Plus came out and he appeared on a certain other show. My Vasher is Pedro. Pa- One more time, you cut out. Pedro. Pedro Pancake. Pedro Pascal. I don't think I know who that is. I oh, he's in. Oh, I saw him in something. Yeah, he was in Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Yeah, sure. he was also in uh, the second Kingsman movie. Um, I still haven't watched he, that. And he's in Narcos. Uh, okay, I know who that is. Oh, I just saw the King's the second King's movie. That's what I saw him in recently. He's All the right. American. I need to defend bashing Dave's choice of Vasher. Uh, can you imagine, even for a moment, Carrie Elway's being described as scruffy looking? <laughs> uh, yeah. No, you can't. No, no, there's what? an episode of Psych that he's totally scruffy looking. And he still looks like Carrie Elways, who is the opposite of scruffy looking. That's true. And he was even a spoiler alert bad guy. In Psych? Oh, wait, maybe I was thinking of Sean Astin. I mean, he. It. mm, His character in Psych kind of went back and forth a lot, and by his last appearance, you didn't actually know one way or another. Yep. Yep. Uh, I, I don't recall. Yeah, it was confusing by the end. All right, who else do we got? Alright, as the voice of Nightblood, I've got Tim Carey. That is excellent. Uh, as the voice yes. of Nightblood, I have Vin yes. Diesel. And I'm basing this on his work as uh, the Iron Giant and Groot. And Groot. <laughs> Alright, I think, I honestly, I really like my choice for Nightblood. Um, Alan Tudyk. He is very talented as He's a voice actor. He does wonderful voice work. And wonderful hey, live action I want work. someone who does voice work. I want him. But By the way, my voice for Nightblood 
is Eddie Izzard. Oh, also very good. Because I can just, I can hear him wheedling Vasher of, oh, please draw me. I could do it. Like, like I can hear that in my head. Man, this is such a destroy comedy. evil or cake. <laughs> <laughs> cake or death. So, so here's the thing. I put Alan Tudyk as my voice for Nightblood, and he's also my voice for the lifeless squirrel. Oh, I didn't have a voice for the lifeless squirrel, but uh, whose name is Aloysius, by the way. I just want to make that clear. The squirrel's name is Aloysius. Gonna be important in the Cosmere later. This is my this is my theory. Well, so here's I'm my thing with it. If you've seen Moana, Alan Tudyk does the voice of Hey Hey the of chicken. the chicken. Yes, so he, he does. Can okay, really do Aloysius. Easy. I agree. So yes. good. He can be so the good. voice of Aloysius. I didn't have a voice of Aloysius. I. Did that have is an actor who's going to do the motion capture. In this whole list, that is probably my best cast. Who do you have for that, Tori? Because I have someone for that as well. For the motion capture, it's going to be Andy Serkis. I feel like you're shooting too high. Let's go Toby Kebbell, who did uh, the mocap for King Kong in Kong Skull Island. I mean, I guess that it's a good that's a good second place for me. <laughs> And we've got to pick a big name for him on account of how he's going to end up coming back later in future Cosmere books and, and be a really important character. All right, Dave, did you have anyone else? Yep, I've got Hope Finder. Okay. Go ahead. Hope Finder, I wrote Picard's uncle. <laughs> yes! <laughs> That's so good! Oh! If you've never seen the oh Star Trek Next Generation episode, Families or or Rascals, same actor for both uh, Young Picard and uh, Picard's uncle, who's actually his nephew, but he's his uncle. <laughs> he calls him his uncle. Um, but yeah, that guy. He's like this stuck-up teenage boy with a British accent. It's, yeah, that's so good. <laughs> find it. That's so good. I mean, I also have King DDD. Yay! Alright. I have uh, one more cast. I've got for King DDD, Ralph. Someone told me it's pronounced Ralph Fines, but I want to pronounce it Ralph Fiennes. Uh, Rafe Fines. Oh, oh, like legit. You didn't cast King DDD. No, Ralph Fiennes. Okay. I, th- I thought, so my my put for King Dedalyn is King DDD. Like, that's what I thought you <laughs> did. Okay, no. That's, that's absurd. <laughs> <laughs> And I and then I also anyone else have King uh, Dedalin? No, nope. Right, no, I also I have I also have the three slumlords. Just as kind of wrote these down last minute as I was reading this week's chapters. Uh, as Paxson, I have Don Corneo. As Ashu, I have Don King. And as Rira, I have Don Knotts. <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> so Paxson is kind of like Paxson. Paxson runs the brothel. He's Don Corneo. Uh, Ashu runs the underground fighting rings and yeah. has notable hair. So Don King. Yeah. <laughs> and then I got two Dons. We'll throw in Don Knotts as the third one. Okay. And that's the end of my cast list. I have one and a half things that you don't have. I have one more as well. Who do you have, Mike? Um, I have all male returned except for Light Song as Ryan Reynolds. That's my half because you did mention it, but it wasn't like an official slot. Oh, uh, I'm agreeing with that. Oh, and also, obviously, um, uh, Woody Harrelson as Hoyd. I didn't write that down, but oh yeah, I figured we could just always... keep our old Hoyd castings. Well, yeah. so no, so here's the thing: I cast Hoyd, and I feel like I want I want to branch out a little bit. I want to see every time Hoyd pops up, it's okay 
if I recast him because there might be someone else who fits as well. So just throwing it out here. Hoyd, Gary Oldman. Love it. I need someone who can be different characters. That is Gary Oldman. I mean, I would say for the first, I don't know, 20 years of his career, he played such like vastly different characters that I at least didn't recognize him from movie to movie. And now he's just Batman. Well, no. Cop, Batman, cop, bat, cop. All right. Okay. Um, I have one last one, which is all female returned except for Blush Weaver as adult film star Angela White. I'm not going to Google a picture of her. There's likely some that are work safe. All right. But be, be warned, there are many, many, many that are not. Although the female returned are described very different. Like, so the male return are sort of a variation of a, of a theme. They tend to look similar, except for maybe Hope Finder, who's a, a stuck up British kid. Um, but the females, it's like Blush Weaver looks completely different than Mercy Star, who looks completely different than the All Mother. Except they all look exactly the same. Disagree. But you're casting it, I guess. All right, Tori, do you have anything else we haven't covered yet? Nope, you covered everything that I had. Awesome. Yay. Uh, I think that's going to be the end of this week's uh, cast list. I think that's going to be the end of this week's episode because we are well over an hour and I don't want to go to spoiler time this time. We can do it next So I will point out for our listeners that if you're interested in taking a look at these cast lists and maybe adding your own, please come to our Discord and and take a look-see, have a bit of chat with us. You can tell us how much you disagree with our choices. It's all in good fun. And you can find a link to our Discord server by going to patreon.com.org slash CosmereCast. Whatever Patreon dot is slash CosmereCast. Patreon.co.uk.biz. Homestarrunner. I think it's dot com. It is patreon.com slash CosmereCast. So, all right. That'll do it for this week. Bye, everybody. I get to everybody. listen to the outro. Bye, everybody. Good night, Internet. Bye. This has been the Cosmere Deep Dive Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at at CosmereCast or like us on Facebook. Our theme music is Traveling Made Up Continents by Gillicuddy, used with permission. Hear more from him at the Free Music Archive. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.